You're listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you for joining us for another segment. June is Migraine Awareness Month, and a well-known portrait artist who experienced migraine attacks as a teen is now putting a face to this complex condition. His unique art form turns images from vintage maps using the lines depicting roads and mountain ranges into human faces. Here to explain how he's using his art to illustrate the complexities of migraine is artist Ed Fairburn, joined by neurologist and headache specialist Dr. Lauren Natbany. Thank you both for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you, yes. Doctor, what prompted you to go into neurology? That's such an excellent question. I think the brain is fascinating, and there's so much that we don't know. There's a lot that we do, but so much yet to be learned. And I feel like headache especially is one of those areas where there's so much going on. There's so much research. There's so much innovation, and it's just a really exciting space. I love it. I love neurology. I love headache. Ed, you've suffered migraine attacks when you were a teen, very young. What were some of the symptoms? Do you remember? Did it just come out of the blue or can you remember what led up to it? Yeah, so it was completely unexpected. Um, I wasn't familiar at the time with with what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, most people think of a migraine, I would say, as a a really bad headache. But there's really much more to it than that. Um, And the first symptoms I experienced, I remember I was reading a book at the time. I was in class. Um, and I was having trouble focusing. I, my point of vision, my point of focus um, kind of turned into this kind of hazy uh, sort of ball of flashing light, which steadily grew and grew and grew um, until it filled my entire field of vision. And by that time, I was feeling nauseous as well. I was being sick. Um, and of course, the headache then came as well at that point. Were you into art as a young as a young man? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I had lots of different interests growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, Initially, I I wanted to go into um, uh, I wanted to be a pilot, basically. Um, And actually, I I did start to learn to fly at one point. um, And my migraines did kind of threaten the the ability for me to do that. Um, Luckily, I was able to kind of continue that as a hobby. But um, yeah, I've always been interested in art. Definitely. Doctor, is there a known cause for migraines? I mean, Ed was diagnosed or at least suffering young, and um, it's my understanding that it affects people across the board. Definitely does affect people across the board. So we think that migraine is genetic, meaning that you're born with some genetic predisposition to getting migraine and its associated symptoms. Whether or not you get it and express it is based on multiple factors and things that happen over the course of your life. So for example, puberty. So in girls, puberty is a very common time for migraine to start. And in boys, actually, migraine can start before puberty and then go away in the teens or 20s. So definitely a genetic link with environmental factors contributing. Very complex indeed. Uh, Ed, how does your drawing of portraits uh, help illustrate the complexities of of migraine? Basically, um, my, my work as a whole with MAPS I would say illustrates the um, general complexity of of the human body and all of the systems within the human Mm. body. So I take the patterns found on maps, things like road networks, um, railways, waterways, uh, even hills and mountains, that sort of thing, um, any kind of pattern-rich areas on the map. Um, And I basically construct the human figure from that, trying Mm. to preserve those map details. Um, So there's kind of a duality there between the map and the person. Um, And, yeah, it's just a very apt way. Uh, It's a very strong analogy for showing those complexities um, and, by extension, the complexities of migraine disease. 
Does your art reflect humanity immediately or does it take a, a moment to kind of look at it hanging on the wall? Or- yeah, definitely. So I find that lots of people uh, when looking at my work, well, um, it depends often how far away you are when mm-hmm. you actually see my work. Lots of people up close will see the patterns of the map. Um, but they won't necessarily resolve the entire detail of the face. But if you're looking at my work from, say, the other side of the room, you don't necessarily see those map details, but you will see the overall image of, of the portrait. And that's really what, what I'm exploring within my artwork. Doctor, I mentioned that June is Migraine Awareness Month. I understand that Reroute Migraine Relief is a new educational campaign that uh, just launched. It's definitely good that it's being launched during Migraine Awareness Month because what better to bring awareness to migraine than talking about reroute migraine relief, which is an educational campaign. Mm -hmm. And we want to educate during Migraine Awareness Month. And the goal of our campaign is to really bring awareness to the complexities of migraine, mainly the brain-gut connection. So as we've been talking about, migraine is a very complex disease. Mm -hmm. And it really does affect the entire body, including the gut. So a lot of my patients, they come and they are complaining of gastrointestinal symptoms, nausea and vomiting. And a lot of them don't realize that migraine, the head pain can be associated and cause those GI symptoms of nausea and vomiting. And while the head pain can definitely be and is debilitating, being nauseous and throwing up takes it to a whole new level. It's hard to work. It's hard to concentrate. If you're in school, hard to go to school. So we really want to bring awareness to this brain-gut connection and talk about how we can better understand it and better treat it. Is this brain-gut connection a major factor in treatment? Are the treatments always oral? Are there injections? That's an excellent question. So there's an array of different medications, but most of them focus on oral administration. Mm -hmm. And the problem with oral administration is if you have nausea or vomiting, which the majority of migraine patients do, Mm -hmm. you might not want to take an oral pill. Imagine sitting there nauseous trying to swallow something. Or if you do swallow it, you might throw it up. So we really need to focus on alternative methods of administration. And luckily, there is research underway looking at these alternative modes of administration. Mm mainly the vascular-rich upper nasal space. So that's an area of the body where you can administer medication. It can be absorbed rapidly, and it bypasses the gut, meaning if you're nauseous, if you're vomiting, you're still getting that medication into your system, and you're benefiting from that medication to quickly end your migraine attack. Now, this uh, reroute migraine relief, this uh, educational campaign, is it geared more toward sufferers or clinicians, or is it a combination of the two? It's definitely a combination of the two. So there really needs to be awareness on all levels about migraine and its complexities. So patients might not know that there's a connection, even if they do, it's a great way to learn more about it and how to better treat it. And for clinicians, it's the same thing. Migraine is so prevalent, 36 million people in this country suffer from migraine. I'm sure that someone you know Mm -hmm. has migraine, you might even suffer from migraine. So bringing more awareness to it will really help a lot of people. Ed, where can our listeners go and get some more information online about migraine in general and possibly about uh, your artwork as well? Yeah, so all of the information on this campaign, including the artwork for the campaign, can be found at reroutemigrainerelief.com. And that's uh, spelled just like it sounds, all one word, reroutemigrainerelief.com? That's correct. Well, I appreciate both of you uh, joining us here on Health Professional Radio this morning. Not a lot of time to discuss such a a complex topic, and um, hopefully we'll be speaking again on this topic. Thank you both so much. 
Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.